Hello and welcome to the Evolving Spiritual Practice Podcast. My name is Ralph Cree and this is brought to you by bodyheartmindspirit.co.uk. In this episode I would like to share with you my views on meditation posture and uh, offer some tips that I hope will help you in your meditation practice. So these are some instructions on a few meditation postures that I've used at different times in my life. At the end, I'll also list a few useful bits of equipment to aid your meditation practice. Getting the correct posture is a crucial first step when engaging in a meditation practice. As your practice develops, meditation should eventually become a way of living in every moment, and not only when you are sitting on a cushion. But that's a topic for another time. This episode is specifically about sitting meditation sessions. If you try meditating in an inappropriate posture, you'll spend most of the session dealing with discomfort, which will prevent you from going into deep states of consciousness. By appropriate posture, I mean what is most suitable for your own body type and condition. Everybody has his or her own unique flexibility, mobility, joint health, muscular strength and general body shape. The aim is to be comfortable and achieving this can vary from person to person. Some people may be able to sit comfortably in the full lotus posture, while others may be most comfortable sitting in a chair. I've tried several postures over the years and it took me a while to find the one that best suited my body the Burmese posture, which I will describe later. One posture that I don't advocate to anyone is the -the run-of-the-mill cross-legged pose. This posture is fine when having a chat in the park with friends, but for meditation is not good, as the weight is shifted backwards rather than forwards, and the knees don't touch the ground, all of which adds up to an unstable posture to use for long periods. The key points are that you have an erect back and that your bum is higher than your knees. And this can be achieved in several ways. All of these postures listed below work and I recommend you experiment with several. Some are better than others but all of them will give good results. Sitting on a chair. If you're sitting on a chair, you can raise your bum higher than your knees by sitting on a firm cushion. It's important to use a firm cushion because otherwise you'll be continuously using your core muscles to remain stable, just like when you sit on a gym ball, which is great if you're trying to tone your muscles, but not if you're trying to relax. Your feet should be flat on the ground and out a little ahead of your knees in order to support your lower back. Your back should be straight and not touching the back of the chair, otherwise you'll tend to slouch and your lower back will hate you. You can place your hands either palm up or palm down on your knees or fold one palm into the other between your thighs. Kneeling. For kneeling, you'll need a firm cushion that will raise your bum higher than your knees. I like to use a traditional Zen Safu. A cushion from your sofa will be a disaster for your lower back. Don't do it. If you're tall you can turn the cushion on its side to make it higher. It is best to sit on the edge of the cushion so that a forward-facing slope is created. 
If you have ever sat cross-legged or knelt on a downhill slope, you'll notice that it is easier and more comfortable than doing it on a flat or uphill surface. This is the reason to have your knees lower than your bum, as it shifts your weight slightly forward, creating a stable posture. Your spine should be erect, but remember that they have a natural curve and it's fine. Trying to force an artificially straight back will cause discomfort. When it comes to your head, I recommend putting it in a neutral position that feels comfortable. I find my head wants to be at a slightly different angle every time I meditate. It depends on what I've been doing that day and what position I slept in, for example. You can use the same hand positions as when sitting in a chair. The Burmese posture. This is my preferred posture. Sit on the edge of a firm cushion that raises your bum higher than your knees and fold one leg directly in front of the other in front of you. I swap which leg is in front every time I meditate so that I don't create imbalances in my body through always doing it one way. Your knees must be touching the ground, forming a stable tripod made of your bum and both knees. If your knees are not touching the ground, then you need a taller cushion or turn your cushion on its side. You can use the same hand positions as described earlier. The half and full lotus posture. I've tried the half lotus posture and found it very uncomfortable. It is a popular posture, but I've little experience of it, so I won't describe it. The only thing I would say is that if you intend to use this posture, make sure that you swap which leg is on top every time you meditate. The full lotus posture is out of my range of flexibility, so I've never used it to meditate. I think this is a more balanced posture than the half lotus and would provide a solid base. Lying down, the corpse posture. Some people have such bad back pain that they are restricted to meditating while lying down on their backs. This can be a very good posture for meditation and relaxation, but the tricky thing is staying awake. We are strongly conditioned to sleep or daydream when lying down, so it takes more effort to retain concentration, but it is not impossible. Useful equipment to help your meditation practice. There are a couple of things that really make a difference. I have a little stash of stuff that I keep next to my meditation cushion, and we'll list them here. 1. Earplugs. It's not always possible to meditate in a perfectly quiet environment. There are two different approaches to meditation when it comes to noise. In the first method, one opens oneself up to all the noises that are around you. The second is rather like sensory deprivation, where you eliminate sensory input as much as possible, and this is when earplugs are of great benefit. Both of these approaches have their merits, and I personally practice both types. 2. A meditation mat. These are thin and firm mats that are often filled with materials such as coconut husk fibres. If you don't use a mat, aside from it being uncomfortable on your knees, you will lose body heat out of your legs and knees. This can be a problem in colder climates and winter. 3. Blankets. I keep a box of blankets next to my cushion as it gets cold in the English winter and it is important to maintain a neutral body temperature, not too hot, not too cold, but in the middle. Finally, number four, a timer. You don't want to keep checking your watch to see how long you've been going or even worse, try and guess how long you've been going. 
set a timer to go off at the end of your session. I recommend you use something with a relaxing sound, otherwise you'll be rudely roused from your state of absorption, which can be quite jarring to the nervous system. I use my iPhone timer, selecting a noise such as the harp. There are several good meditation timer apps that have nice bell and gong sounds. I made all the music that I use in my podcasts. If you'd like to hear more of my music, please go to SoundCloud and check out my profile under the name Ralph Crew.